0: Fantastic. So hello, everybody. My name is Jean Lynch. I am a psychotherapist from Cork in Ireland. So what comes with that is a very thick Cork accent that I am trying my best to talk slowly and calm it down a bit. So if at any point I say anything and you're like, what did you just say? Please do let me know if there's anything you want me to explain a little bit further. Do let me know as well. Um, so, as I said, I'm a psychotherapist in Ireland, I see clients privately, but I also do these trainings on topics that I'm really passionate about. And identity change is definitely one that I am passionate about because I love to see that change, that positive change of somebody stepping into the identity that they truly want. We'll go a bit more into that in a minute. So what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be using a software called Menti, right, so I will quickly just change my screen. So this is Menti, so you all need to go up to the top of the screen, you will see www.menti.com and then when you get to that, it will ask you to use that code, so 83943449. Now I know that Matt has already asked you like how you're feeling, but let's use this as you get into the flow of menti because menti the reason I use it is it's completely anonymous so as we're doing identity work sometimes it can feel a little bit sensitive and a little bit vulnerable so when you're sharing here I will not know who is saying what and neither will ye so you can share completely and honestly you can really go in depth because when you're brutally honest with yourself that is where real self-awareness growth comes from and that's going to help you move further along in this journey so Whenever you're ready, you can send in how you're feeling so you can be getting used to Menti and see how it operates. Okay, and when you're doing this in this training, I encourage you all to take notes. You'll see that I'll be doing worksheets and stuff like that. I encourage you all to draw them and follow me along. This training is purely just to plant the seed. I do not expect anybody walking away here having a complete understanding of their identity and who they are not at all so don't feel under any pressure to have this all figured out tonight this is purely just to spark the interest get you thinking you may find that you wake up some Tuesday morning you go oh, I've got another bit of it and you run to your notepad and you you write down another little bit that's exactly what I want I just want you to get you thinking about this okay the main thing is that I want you being self-compassionate in this so if you find at any point that inner critic comes in and it starts like oh, so that's so stupid or don't share that or oh, I'm so annoyed that you're like this, right? That inner critic is not welcome here. Just leave it out the door, push it back out the window. It's not welcome here in this training. This is all about self-compassion and curiosity, okay? So I will have questions. I, I'll try to keep them to the end, but if there's anything in the moment that you really don't understand what I'm talking about, please do stop me. Matt, I'll get you to take charge of the chat if that's okay, because i I'll get distracted otherwise so I'll let you take care of that and let's check in see how everybody's feeling so tired eager curious intrigued and behind okay yeah and I heard you all speaking there when I go to Matt and you were I think all of you were feeling an element of tiredness so really bring in that self-compassion tonight
1: sorry to jump ahead of you there we just had yeah. a few more just join a little bit late so yeah, no problem. we're going to go to those who've joined it's www.menti.com please bring that up on your phone and then enter eight three nine four three four four nine. that's code up the top and then just enter again just kind of follow along with the presentation as well there sorry about that there Jean.
0: that's okay you'll see it up the top of the screen there anyway if anybody is watching this back unfortunately it is a live interaction So if you go and you put in that code, unfortunately it will no longer be there. So that is the joy of being here live. that You can actually interact live with my screen. So if anybody has come late, you'll see it up the very top. That code is 83943449. Okay, at any point you can interact with my screen. You can do little interactions down the bottom or at some point it's gonna ask you certain questions and that's where this gets a little bit fun. Okay. So let's get into it. Identity, what is it, right? So the definition of identity is the qualities, beliefs, personality, looks or expressions that make a person. Okay, that's what we're going to be working with today because your identity can either work for you or work against you, right? And if you find right now it's working against you, we're going to take back control and we're going to be making it work for you because The positive thing about using your identity in this journey is that it makes it a long term one. If you've come to Matt and you just want a short term fix, that's fine, right? But if you want this to be a lifestyle, if you want this to be you going forward forevermore, you want that positive change that you want to really hold on to. So in five years time, you're better than you are today. That's where you're going to need your identity to come into play. You're gonna need your identity to reflect your goals, to reflect who you want to be, the life that you want, okay? This is a long-term journey. This is gonna be a long-term fix as opposed to a short-term fix, okay? So it's going to ask you, I think in the next one, what are your values, okay? So your values can be anything at all if you think about the things that are important to you in your life they could be your job they could be your family they could be honesty right they could be anything at all they're individual to the person and your values impact upon everything the impact upon your relationships they impact upon how you communicate with one another for example if one of your values is respect right if you feel you're going to be disrespecting somebody by saying something, you're going to shut down your communication and not talk to that person about what, what is what is bothering you because you feel you might be disrespectful. Okay. Or maybe it's perhaps, you know, um, respect your elders, right? So even if an elder person is being disrespectful to you, oh, you will never communicate that to them because that's a clash of your values. Okay. Your values also reflect in your thoughts, right? An interesting one is, you know, intrusive thoughts. These are the things that, you know, pop into your head and they can be quite alarming. Right. I'll give you, for example, my one is um whenever I hold a heavy object in my hand, it could be a frying pan, or it could be, it's often my water bottle, which is quite big and large, right? And when it's full, it's quite heavy. Whenever I pick heavy objects up, I think, ooh. What would it be like to be hit in the head, one of these? (laughs) Or what would it be like to hit whoever is close to me? For example, my partner. That does not mean I am wishing death upon somebody or I'm a violent person, not at all. Our intrusive thoughts are a direct reflection of our values. I value my partner. I value peace and calmness, right? But that value, when you flip it into an intrusive thought, means What would it be like to whack somebody over the head? (laughs) So your values really do play a part within your identity. Same way your beliefs and same way your goals, right? If you did not value your health or maybe your image, you would not be here with Matt. Okay. so that is why you're here. Clearly, one of your values is aligning to what Matt is doing. Okay. so let's have a look. What are some of your values? There we go. Self-development, health and fitness family work honesty honesty integrity family honesty kindness persistence family and friends fantastic and that persistence is going to be one that's really really going to help you in this journey going forward and the interesting thing when you're looking at your values there some of them can be completely unique to yourself one that you have developed purely through your life journey another one perhaps Family is quite a common one. Honesty is one as well that can be handed down to us, right, by people who've raised us, by carers, by parents, right, by teachers, or if you've ever been in a strong authoritarian job like the army, those values can be taught to you, okay? So be aware, which of those values do you think you developed yourself and which do you think have been handed down to you, okay, that you have chosen to keep, okay? So they are your values. They're going to make up a big part of your identity. Now, next, this can be one that can be quite tough to go into for yourself. okay? But it is important that you know it. So what are the honest beliefs or stories that you have about yourself? Now, with my own private clients, some of the common ones that I hear are, I'm not good enough. I'm going to fail. I'm not lovable, right? So be aware, what are the stories that you have about yourself honestly? Okay, because when you don't acknowledge these stories, what happens is they go into your subconscious, right? And then they start to control your thoughts and your behaviors without you even understanding what is happening. Things like self-sabotage kick into play. okay? but when suddenly we understand what our honest beliefs or stories are about ourselves, we bring them to the surface. When then our behaviors start to line up with it, we can go, ah, that's that story. And this is the behavior that goes with it. I now can challenge that story. I can find out is there truth behind it? Is there evidence? Do I want to follow that behavior that lines up with it? Or do I do I start a new belief about myself? Do I start a new story that I can do this, that I am lovable, that I am worthy? Yeah. Okay, so very honest one here that's come in is I'll always be like this. Yes, which means as a result, your behaviour will line up with that. So you may find that maybe you're eating really healthy for eight weeks and then that little belief kicks in of "Mm, you'll always be like this. You'll always be like this in this old identity, which means you give up because you believe that you will always be like that old identity. But where is the truth to that the truth lies in your behavior not in fact in the thought the truth lies in your behavior okay so some other ones that are coming in are worthless undervalued a failure i can't i can't is one that is so common right and i would ask you honestly why can't you where is the evidence for that thought where is the evidence against that thought Okay, what supports have you around you that can challenge that thought? You've Matt here. Matt is going to be a fantastic support to you that will prove that you can. Your behavior up until now proves you can. Okay, so challenge it. Imagine that somebody has said it to you. They said, you can't do that. You're like, excuse me, (laughs) don't be so rude. I can and I'm going to prove it to you. Right. Get quite stubborn, get a bit brazen. Tell it, tell it it's wrong. OK, I am difficult to be in a relationship with. Yes, and I, you will see. I'm going to take you through my journey of identity in a minute. And whoever has said that one, you're quite aligned to me. And I'll show you how that kind of came to, to um, development for me. Right, because what happens is when you believe you are difficult to be in a relationship with, as a result, you avoid relationships or you choose partners who line up with that who tell you that you're difficult to be in a relationship with, or you start behaviors that line up with, I'm difficult to be in a relationship with. As a result, you may instigate arguments, okay? You may avoid, you may shut down, yeah? I'm not worth it being the youngest, okay? So be aware if all of your behaviors line up with this, okay? You have a choice to continue that belief on, to continue that story on, or challenge it stand up and take a stand against it okay we'll be doing a little bit more on that in a minute okay so the next one is what experiences have influenced your identity okay these can be positive or negative okay and if you think about the big impacts that have had upon somebody these could be things like trauma right whether that be a, a car accident it could be abuse it could have been a toxic relationship. It could be grief. Okay. It could be heartbreak and um, parents. Divorcing is another one that has a big impact on people and the stories that they tell themselves as they grow up. Um, another one could be moving country, right? Or perhaps your religion. Okay. That can be one, like if you have really bought yourself into a religion, that's going to directly influence your identity. Okay, you can also have very positive experiences that influence your identity, like becoming a parent. If you've ever, you know, engaged in a race or a competition that you really, really wanted to do and you won. ooh, that's going to tell you you can. That's going to tell you you're powerful. That's going to tell you you can smash your goals when you want to. So having positive influences upon your identity are also going to be there. Often when we're doing identity work, people tend to focus on the negative. Right. The things that hold us down and we don't like a better identity. But nobody, absolutely nobody is all bad or all good. I don't care who you have in your mind. I can guarantee you they're they're not. OK, if you are predicting in your future that you will be perfect and you will have this perfect life, if you keep following this route, I'm sorry to tell you that's not going to happen. You are human you will have a good life it will be better you'll probably be happier but there will still be pain you will still have some annoying traits within you but that is okay it's when we deny them it's when we avoid them that they become more powerful within us okay so let's see what are the experiences that you've have influenced your identities i lack consistency okay so if you've had reoccurring lack of consistency that's probably going to feed into your beliefs about yourself that you will again be inconsistent in your future okay it's only a matter of time before i fall off okay failed marriage a year of debts always been second place almost but not quite yes and that's going to be kind of um disheartening isn't it and it's going to tell you do you really want to go all in do you really want to go 100 percent? because you're probably just going to play second again yeah so being aware that these are past experiences. Okay. Often, if you imagine your brain as like a filing cabinet, right? And let's imagine you're entering another competition and your brain goes, okay, we're entering competition. Let's take out the file that's competitions. Okay. Our competition file says, we go 100% in, we play second. Ooh, that's painful. That wasn't nice. We didn't like that. So maybe don't go 100% in, maybe prepare yourself for failure. Maybe, maybe don't do it. Maybe don't, don't get too excited, right? And as a result, all your behaviors are going to line up with that. But the reality is past experiences do not forecast the future. What forecasts the future is actually your behavior and your effort going in. Okay. So I'm um, traveling conflicts, health, parent separation and kept in the dark, yes I to an awful lot of confusion and resentment, frustration, I am controlling previous relationship, no trust, postnatal depression, overlooked, I used to be more fun to be around, okay there's some really sad things here isn't there, like you know I used to be more fun to be around, I'm sorry that you feel like that and Often as we grow through life, we can feel like we're losing fun. We lose that fun childhood element that was the fun, that we had like 17 best friends, right? And we used to be the life and soul of the party and then real life kicks in, okay? But I can guarantee you that if we connect it back in with fun, you would still be fun, right? Again, it's the behavior. Maybe we need to give you those opportunities to have fun, Okay um so postnatal depression i'm really sorry that you've had that experience it is it is all consuming depression and postnatal then you're you've been handed a newborn at the same time which is incredible pressure and you know that is going to stay with you but it doesn't mean that you can't turn that into something beautiful as well all of these negative experiences can be turned into something beautiful like empathy like imagine if you met another mum who had postnatal depression and they just need somebody to simply to sit there and say i see you i know what's going on let me take the baby so you can take a shower that is going to be so powerful okay so the next thing i'm going to ask you is who has had an impact upon your identity okay so have a think have a think about maybe who are you like right what values do you share okay so this is where family and friends and if you've had A really strong identity job like maybe a member of the police or in the army or maybe a doctor right they are really strong communities where there's a lot of shared values and sense of family almost within them. Okay, so when we are have impacts from other people right, these can come across as conscious teachings and unconscious teachings, so a, a conscious teaching is one that they actively enforce upon you right so this could be religion right this could be like i don't know any two year old who probably wants to pray but there could be you know a parent who's actively teaching them how to pray okay or how to believe in a god okay a common one that i know i've spoken to a lot of women who've also heard the same thing i thought it was unique to me was a conscious teaching of always have a runaway fund, okay? This was taught to me by my grandmother and also my mother, okay? And that's because they both had abusive relationships, okay? So the conscious teaching was always have a runaway fund, always have money in the backup, just in case. But then you have conscious teachings, you also have unconscious teachings, right? So why the conscious teaching was always have a runaway fund, the unconscious teaching there to me as a young woman was don't ever trust a man. Men are dangerous. Be wary of men. OK, so we can have so many different teachings and some of them we may not even be aware of. Yeah, we may have certain beliefs or values. And when somebody says, why, why do you have that belief? Or why do you be like, oh, well, that's just what I was raised with. or That's just what my family is like. Yeah. But we really actually question, do I want that? Does that actually, is that part of me? do do I want it? do I keep it or do I say actually this doesn't quite fit with what I believe truly or what I want to be so I'm going to actually pass that one back okay now so many families have your best interests at heart okay they may have wanted you to be an accountant or a school teacher or something like that right and you may have gone along with that and they may have had your best interest at heart of wanted you to have a stable career okay and that is fantastic if you wanted to be a teacher and an accountant and nothing's anything wrong with them at all right but if you wanted to be that fantastic if you actually wanted to be a dancer right or maybe you wanted to be a fashion designer right if that was congruently what you wanted but you are living somebody else's life your identity is not going to be congruent it's not going to be who you truly want it to be. Okay. And if you're wondering, is my identity what I want it to be? I don't really know. I'm not sure. I'm going to ask you a question and you'll know by your answer. Okay. So there should only be two people that should be proud of you in your life. Your eight year old self and your 80 year old self. If you can honestly say, yes, they will be proud of me. Okay. You're living congruently. You're living the life that you desire. If it's no, and there's a bit of, oh, no, they're not proud. Just sit with that and see what it is that they would be unhappy about. OK, it does not mean that you're doomed. And oh, no, I, I, can't, I can't do anything about this. Not at all. With that anxiety, what will cause it to just go away is simply taking action steps. So perhaps if you did want to be that fashion designer. Go do a fashion course, maybe a nighttime course. OK, so you're just stepping towards that and that's going to dissipate that anxiety. Your identity is going to start feeling more congruent and you're going to feel more peace day today. OK, and so I'm not expecting anybody to go and quit their jobs because <laughs> that's not going to be reality, right? <laughs> Everybody will be broke in the morning, so don't go quitting your jobs take steps in the background until you can fully step into that identity okay the action is here is what's going to get rid of that anxiety okay so let's have a look who has had an impact upon your identity your career path interesting that we went down there then my children family friends parents sisters brothers coach husband and my exes yes definitely i think they leave a lasting print on our identity and we carry them with us a little bit but you can choose do you hand that back do you keep it or does it actually belong to you that experience yeah so matthew will be getting a lovely little boost there now hearing that somebody said coach <laughs> okay so i'm going to take you oh sorry Mac go on
1: no, no, so good. Again, I think that just to reiterate that point and I think taking, um, if you don't follow Jean on Instagram, make sure you do. She does this thing every morning where you just take a breath and I swear to God, it's so, <laughs> so powerful. So may I invite you guys to just to take a breath and just sit on that for like 10 seconds. Like ask your eight-year-old self and ask your 80-year-old self, like is, are they proud? Like what what comes? Just maybe sit with that for for five to 10 seconds and just sort of see what happens there. I think that's, that's really, really powerful. Mm. So
0: if anybody feels emotional by that question as well, that's completely normal. That happens a lot. So don't ever feel like, Oh God, that caught me off guard. A lot of people cry when I get asked them that question. It is quite a thought-provoking one and recently um, somebody has started to journal upon it and take it into their imagery, which I really like of their eight-year-old self and their eight-year-old self having a picnic on the top of a hill and talking about themselves. And I was like, that is beautiful. I wonder what they would say. Yeah. So if any of you like journaling, perhaps have a look at what that conversation would be. Yeah. Okay so next we're going to take it to your why so if you want to have identity change a real long-term congruent one that you're going to really embody and take on long term you need to have a why okay if it's simply i want to drop a dress size for wedding it's not going to have that depth that you can truly hold on to okay there really has to be a reason deep down why you want this, okay? Perhaps it's your health. Perhaps it's that you want to run around your children out, like, you know, saying, I can't, I can't run around with you today. I'm too tired or I don't have the energy to do that. Oh, lovely. Somebody said, just watch me, I'll prove it. Yes, I love that. Okay, so that's a really powerful one. So hold on to your why. Now, when you're on this journey where you're like, actually changing right there will be days where you're just like oh i don't want to do this right writing down what your why is on a post-it note if you have kids write down a piece of paper get them to decorate it put it on your fridge put it on your front door put it somewhere that you will see it every single day reminding you why you are doing this okay because that is going to be your true catalyst for change okay now so many people i'll be talking to them when they're on their personal development journey their fitness journey and they'll say oh i really need to get my steps in today i'm just absolutely wrecked but i need to get them in right how many of you've been there right i've been there i'm going oh i don't want to do it but i need to get them in right pause in that second and say why do you need to right and if you imagine you probably say well Because I have my check-in with Matt tomorrow and he'll be checking to see if I got my steps in. Why will Matt be checking to see if you got your steps in? Um, Because that's what's on my plan. Why is that on your plan? That's on my plan because my goal is to get fit and healthy. Why are you getting fit and healthy? So I can have a healthier lifestyle, so I can feel confident and so I can run around with my kids without getting breathless and have a better quality of life. Okay, so that's your why. Now, do you need to get your steps in or do you want to? You want to, don't you? When you connect back in with your why, suddenly you want it again, okay? So if you're having those days where you're just not feeling it, connect back in with your why. If you feel like you've lost it, just be that annoying child who keeps saying, yeah, but why? Yeah, but why? Yeah, but why? And you will get there, okay? Suddenly your language will change from a need to, from a have to, I should do, to I want to. You want this, okay? And then, as a result, your behaviours will feel lighter. You'll get there easier, okay? It'll feel less like an obligation, okay? So, um, Matt, you said, so that I. Yeah, discipline versus desire. Exactly, yeah. So, let's have a look at what some of your is there. It's my time to shine, my health. I will outlive my prognosis. Oh, that's a beautiful one. Yes, let's let's hold on to that one. I want that written up and put somewhere. Okay, no one is gonna do it for me. Yes, to be in good health and go into my 30s thriving. Yes, so let's get all these written down. If you can develop them even further, if you can go deeper with them, go deeper write them on a piece of paper and put them somewhere where you will definitely see them every morning your bedside locker your bedroom door your bathroom mirrors you're brushing your teeth your front door anywhere where you are guaranteed to see it every single day okay cover it in cerise pink highlighter make it stand out okay because it is important okay so we're going to get on to the real work now right which is we're actually going to be looking into identity development now so your past identity right when you think back to it you will often think oh it was terrible i was a terrible person back then i was just you know i was so unhappy i didn't like it back then we often reflect back with negative views of a past self especially if we've had growth okay or the opposite way you can say i was amazing back then oh my god i was in like size eight jeans i was having the time of my life it was amazing but I bet you if we took you at 20 years old and asked you the same question you go oh my god no there's so much I would change right so nobody is all positive or all negative I want you holding on to that throughout this training okay so I'm going to show you my first identity right then I'm going to pause upon right this is my past identity so you will see I absolutely hated maths in school right I never thought I was going to use Venn diagrams ever again And then I created a training that has them. So the irony of that, right? So here is my past identity, right? So this is me about 19. Okay, so you can see I had unhealthy coping mechanisms, right? I was a binge eater. I drank an awful lot of alcohol. I did avoidance. I did denial, right? They were my strongest coping mechanisms for life. I was a victim, right? But I really Linked into that part of my identity and I was a victim then when it came to everything all of my behaviors were down to me being a victim. Okay, I felt I was unlovable and as a result for that it was a self-fulfilling prophecy and I aligned with that I got into relationships that aligned with I'm not lovable I got with people who were perhaps toxic who backed that up that I felt unlovable. I firmly believed I was not a nice person. Okay, so as a result, I was. Not too inclined to have close friendships because i thought oh, as soon as they get to know me they're going to figure out that i'm actually not a nice person to be around okay i was physically very fit i could run miles and miles and miles i was like if we're thinking britney 2006 right i was in shape so on the outside probably looked perfect on the inside falling to pieces okay I was incredibly maternal. I didn't have kids at that point, but I knew that I was incredibly maternal. I was studying social care at the time to work with children. So I was very enmeshed with my family. Okay. So, my family, when you're enmeshed with your family, it's you feel like all of your problems need to be shared with your families. All of their problems also belong to you. So, what happened was it worked as a triangle within my family. So, all of my sister's issues, I was trying to solve for her all my mom's issues she was trying to solve and all my issues my mom was trying to solve. Nobody was focusing on their own issues. We were all chasing each other around in this circle as a means to avoid our own stuff. Okay. Thinking that we were, this was love. This is how we were as a family. You know, everybody minds each other, but nobody actually minds themselves. Okay. I had massive empathy. I was impatient. Right. And That was a big part, I wanted everything now. Delayed gratification, hated it, give me everything now, okay? Um, My belief and the story I told myself was, I want to be better. I was incredibly irritable as a person. I was a huge Spice Girls fan, okay? Now you will see a lot of my behaviors back then lined up with that part of my identity, right? But what happened was I was unhappy but i didn't have a why yet i didn't have a why to change but what happened was my nephew was born okay and that was just a huge catalyst for change i just thought i do not want him growing up seeing me like this i want to change so i'm a better auntie okay that's where that maternal instinct kicked in so i'm going to take you back to Minty for a second i want you to tell me what did your past identity look like What were some of the the traits that you had back then? Busy. Yeah. So busy is going to always then. maybe you were actively making yourself busy so that you can run away from other things. Maybe it was part of your identity where you kind of like hustle, hustle, you know, the grind, the hustle. Okay, my way or the highway, selfish, hardworking, perfectionist. Yes, okay, so it's good to see these come in now. Unhealthy eating habits, no self compassion, okay, and that is vital when you're on a person development journey. Um, Okay, so we have some good kind of insights there into what your past identity looked like. Now, this again, just remember, we're simply planting the seed, okay? So I don't want you right now thinking that you have you have your identities completely figured out. If you do journaling, if you do some self-reflection work, if you're with a therapist, take this to them and continue this work, right? Because the more self-awareness you gain, the more it's going to help you further along in your journey. Okay, so somebody else said they were unhappy. Okay, so hold them in your thoughts as your past identity, right? And then what's going to happen is we are going to go to your real identity so that's the one that you are now okay so i'm going to take you back to mine and show you mine right so this is where the venn diagrams come in (laughs) so you can see my past identity right is the one on the left so it's this one here okay and then my real identity which is my current one is the one on the right now when you are looking to shift your identity you want to be doing things like progression or flips okay so where I had unhealthy coping mechanisms right I took myself to therapy for many many years then I went on and I trained as a psychotherapist right to really just home in on them and now I have mostly healthy coping mechanisms everybody's still gonna have a little sprinkling of unhealthy ones there will still be some days where I absolutely lose my mind with the kids and I'm like do you know what Let's just get a Domino's, right? (laughs) That will still kick in every now and again. That is okay, as long as it's a sprinkling and not the only one that is there is my coping mechanism. okay? my next one where I felt I was the victim, right? I realized that that was a strong part of my identity, and I could either feed into it negatively and make it consume me and make it negatively impact upon my life, or I could use it and turned into something effective turned it into something beautiful so as a result when i sit with other people who are openly wounded i can sit with them and really empathize with them and know exactly what they're feeling so then as a result i can guide them back out of it okay so i turned my wounds into scars so then i still feel them i know what, exactly what they're like yeah so when somebody's sitting with me in pain i know where those tears are coming I know exactly what that feels like. So, and then as a result, I have more tolerance to sit with somebody when they are in pain. Okay, so I use it to my advantage to turn it into a wounded healer. Okay, to find a sense of purpose within it. From where I felt I was unlovable, I now firmly believe I am lovable. Right. I'm also a mum to two young kids, and they both tell me daily that they love me. That reinforces it, right? I think can make you feel more lovable when a two year old is snuggling up and saying "I love you," right? It's lovely. Okay, so the self-fulfilling prophecy has dissipated, right? Because I'm now so self-aware that any self-fulfilling prophecies that I had, I've done the work on them. I'm aware of them so much so that like they've just kind of disappeared. Now, I firmly believe that I have positive self-fulfilling prophecies, ones that I am in control of. Okay, the one where I felt I was not a nice person. I realized it was an avoidance of emotions. And instead, I realized that imperfection is okay. I am human, right? So that self-compassion really kicked in. I, I I do another training on fear self-compassion, right? And that's where you really engage that self-compassion to work for you, to make you powerful. Okay. And that's where I am human comes in. If I make a mistake. Did I actively choose to do that? Did I, did I, was that my intention? What was the intention behind it? Was it love? Or was it trying to better myself? That's what matters here, okay? So where I was physically very fit, right? I could've, I was doing insane athletic stuff, right? I'm now physically not as fit as I was back then, but you'll see how that has shifted again, okay? I felt I was living somebody else's life. So, I was living incongruently. I was living by other people's ideals, other people's values, other people's belief systems. Okay. Now I'm fully living congruently. I am so happy in the life that I have created because it is mine. It is mine completely, and nobody else has any influence or anything over it okay except for when I have to watch paw patrol with my kids that's probably the only thing that mm, I would change if I got a chance right so where I was quite maternal I'm now a mom I'm also mentally very well now which is good okay where I was enmeshed meshed up my families I flipped them with a lot of effort to have healthy boundaries with my families so I literally put my hand up and said stop chasing me and my issues I am doing the work on them stop I stopped chasing my sister. And as a result, I broke that cycle that was going on. And they all kind of skidded to a stop. And they were like, what do we do now? What do we do? Oh, no, I have to focus on my own issues. Right. But as they saw the actual real positive change in me and taking ownership, they then were encouraged to do their own work. Right. So it, it made the cycle go back upon itself. And now they also have had amazing growth. Right. But what you see here in the center is a carryover. Right. So when we are shifting identities, we don't just completely leave one in the past and completely create a new identity. That does not happen. There needs to be a shift, right? There will be bits that you carry over with you. OK, you can actively choose to take some right. Some you may not have a choice upon, and that is OK, too. For example, me being impatient. Right. I acknowledge it. I can be still impatient at times, but I've done work upon it. so I've. I've taken it down and notch. I'm a little bit better now. Right. And um, I want to be better. I I love that belief within myself, that that drive. Right. So I kept that, bought that with me. My empathy, I've worked on it to make it even greater. OK, irritability is still there at times. If I don't sleep, just don't talk to me till I have a coffee. Right. And Spice Girls for life. I'm never, ever going to leave go of Spice Girls. I'm a diehard fan. Right. So there will always be carry over throughout your identity. So be aware of kind of like, hmm, what would I like, to, what, what, what am I quite liking right now? What will I take with me? What are the ones that I probably don't really have much of a choice of, have to take them with me, but I can do work upon them. Okay, yeah, so be aware of that for yourself. So I'm going to take you back to Menti again. OK, so tell me, what does your real identity look like? So this is the one that you currently are. Perhaps there is some carryover from your past that you feel is still with you, whether you want
1: it there or not. What does it currently look like? Okay, so some are certain to come in so happy with 90%
0: perfect. Yes, so that humanity within you. Remember, nobody is 100% perfect. That's good. That's self compassion kicking in. I'd love to see that. Whoever said that gets Bernie points. <laughs> Open to discussion. Yes, I wonder is this a carryover or is it new if it's a new one? That's an amazing trait in body, especially if it's a new one, because that can be a real challenge to develop as a skill. So major kudos for that one. OK, I'm going to move along, guys, but just have this thought with yourselves that maybe later on you can develop upon it a little bit more. Oh, we do. Oh, they're all flying in now. So emotional self-development journey curious I am a work in progress positive-minded emotional fantastic so it's lovely there's a lovely sense of self-compassion within there and I think the the sensation I'm getting is hope and hope is so powerful Um, there was a study done upon psychotherapists and their clients and I remember we were in this training upon it and they asked us what do you believe is the most vital part of a positive outcome. What do you think is going to have the most direct outcome? And we were all saying the therapist training, perhaps the therapist intervention, perhaps the relationship between them, the you know Jungian approach, right? All these different things. We were all, and they were like, no, you were all wrong. The biggest factor that aligns to a client having positive change is that the client and the therapist have hope. When you lose hope. That is actually the biggest indicator that you will not have a positive outcome. So hope is vital. If you start to lose hope, go and speak to Matt because I want you all holding on to that because that is the most important part to your positive outcome. Okay, so I'm going to... Is this moving for me? Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you back to The iPad for a second, and I'm going to show you the real versus the ideal, right? So, this is, um, sorry now, my mentee is acting up, but that is okay because I am human, (laughs) right? So, this takes you on to the ideal, okay? So, your ideal is your future one. So, again, we are shifting identities, okay? And again, you're going to need your why. So, find what your new why is. Okay, if there's a new one that you have upon this journey, if there's always been the same one, hold on to it because it is important. Okay, so again, you're going to see here that there's going to be progressions and carryovers. Okay, so within mine, you will see that there is all the same ones that I had in my current one, right? And then you will see that in the center there's going to be some carryover. Okay, so a lot of the same ones that I had before. So I am human. I'm being congruent, empathy, irritable. I'm still working on it, right? I want to be better, I'm keeping that. Spice Girls, obviously, and Mum, right? They follow me into every room. I don't think I have a choice in that one, okay? So then if we look at my ideal, this is my future ideal identity, right? I want to be working on my fitness again, right? It's quite good, but I want it to be better, right? So I'm aiming to run half a marathon. Okay, and then where I am now, you'd see over here, I'm newly self employed, right? It's a couple of months now, right? But it's pretty fresh still for me. In the future, I want to be an established entrepreneur, right? So we'll get on to that in a second. I'm physically fit and healthy, right? I am, but I want to be better, okay? So I'm keeping that mantra in my head. I want to be better, okay? I'm quite happy with it, but it can be better. So I want to be more knowledgeable. So I always set myself goals of attending seminars and sending further trainings for my own professional development. Okay. I want to teach more people with wellness tools. Okay. So that's what I'm doing here today. I'm teaching you about mental wellness and teaching you tools to do it. Okay. I recently started BJJ and I'm 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 bad at it let's not lie (laughs) if any of you ever done BJJ it's very hard right so Brazilian Jiu Jitsu you literally feel like you don't know what you're doing but my aim I'm going to stick at it I am human as long as I'm learning that's good right and in the future I want to be good at it okay I literally want to be able to choke somebody out with my legs that's the aim that's how good I want to be right so if we take you back to your own okay I want you now to tell me What does your ideal identity look like? Your future one, tell me about it. What are those goals that are in there? What do you, if you envision yourself in six months or a year, what does it look like? Ooh, free, oh, beautiful. So that could be just a freedom in life. I'd imagine it's because you're living the way you want to live. Yeah, all of those goals that you have, You've achieved them, so you're free. Okay, let's see what else there is. Present, yes, that's a beautiful one. Okay, when you are mapping this out, this is where finding your why was really important part of this training also is finding your ideal right i'm going to explain why that is so important in a minute so maybe in your next check-in because i know that i have just kind of like presented this to you just now so perhaps developing your ideal right now can be difficult right so once you've had time to think about it in your next check-in with matt i want you to have maybe 10 points right 10 points just make them bullet list. let matt know what your ideal looks like in your future your ideal identity okay able to see and drive. Okay, I hope that that does happen for you. Self growth, good energy, physically fit, um, alive, vitality, good mental health, proud of myself, maintaining ideal weight. Fantastic. So we have some very clear ideals there, ideal identities, right? So flesh them out a little bit more, right? And then from that, this is so your why is important a view of what you want your ideal to look like or feel like as well what emotions do you want to be feeling in that okay oh so somebody said proud of myself beautiful that's one that you definitely ooh, public speaker Ooh, we'll have to get you on for a training in something okay making ideal weight vitality fantastic okay so some beautiful ideal identity visions coming up there right so the next bit is your ideal behaviors okay so this is the important bit we can have an ideal but if we do not know what the behaviors are to get there we're never going to get there right so these are my ones i'm currently doing interval runs okay to get my fitness up to be able to run longer journeys i'm eating healthily i'm continuing to present trainings i'm doing professional development seminars and stuff like that once a month i'm training in bjj I'm drinking two to three liters of water today. I'm attending my own counseling to maintain my own mental well-being and I have fun weekly. Okay. They all align with my ideal self in the future. My ideal identity. They are my eight behaviors. Okay. When you're thinking about your ideal, right? So the person who said maintain my ideal weight, right? What would that be? What would the behaviors be? Maybe it's prep your meals eat your meals, drink however many litres of water, do however many steps, right? You're clearly laying out in detail, not just like eat healthy, right? No, no, give me more detail. Eat healthy when? Eat healthy how? How many meals? When, right? Are you gonna prep them, right? Um, Maybe it's do my check-ins with Matt, right? Lay out what your eight to 10 behaviours are for you to reach your ideal. I don't want any more than 10 because at that point it can become overwhelming. When you have your ideal behaviors, lay out the frequency of them. Okay, so perhaps when you're drinking two to three liters of water every day, get 10,000 steps in every day, get a workout in two to three times a week. Right. So that you have the frequency that is for you. Now, if any of you are struggling to figure out what your behaviors are, maybe you get to five and you're kind of going, I can't think of any more. Ask Matt, right? He is the expert here on health and fitness for you that you've hired. Use them to your advantage. Okay. So go and ask him, say, hey, this is my ideal. These are the behaviors I've come up with. Would you add anything to them? And he could say, actually, yeah, you forgot to put in maybe mindfulness every day right so he can help you kind of build and flesh these out a little bit more okay now what you can find sometimes is when we are shifting identities okay i'll I'll take you to the next slide just so you can start telling me what your behaviors are that are going to get you to your ideal identity as i'm telling you this bit right so as we are doing identity shifts right what you can find sometimes happens is you slip back into an old identity. You start doing old identity behaviors. So perhaps binge eating, perhaps not getting your steps in, right? You start to think, oh, I'm feeling like I'm slipping. I'm feeling like I'm giving up, right? What I want you to imagine this like is imagine you've come out of a toxic relationship. You didn't want to be with this person anymore. You didn't really fancy them. You're kind of going, yeah, I'm not enjoying this relationship anymore. I want to break up, right? You break up with them. Then what happens is maybe you're a little bit stressed one night and you have a couple of drinks with your friends and two o'clock in the morning, you're ringing for a booty call. Right? So you kind of go, they weren't that bad. Oh, I was a bit of fun. We had fun, didn't we? It was comfortable. It was comfortable. let let's let's ring them. Right? I want you to imagine that you're waking up seven o'clock in the morning. You go, oh my God, what am I doing here? I remember now I didn't like this. This was not a fun place to be. Oh my God, get my clothes, get out. That's exactly what I want you to be thinking when you slip into an old identity, right? It's simply an old booty call, right? And you go, you wake up in the morning, you go, no, not anymore, not anymore. We'll go back to the the real one, okay? We'll go back to our ideal behaviors. Just get up and choose. Just say, okay, I did that. I'll just choose differently now, okay? (laughs) The biggest takeaway is the booty call. (laughs) Okay, so guys, tell me what are the behaviors that you have that are going to reflect your ideal identity? Let me know. You may not be able to identify them all right now. That's okay. Even if you just get a small few that you feel actually reflect what you want your true ideal identity to be in the future. Now, these don't have to be crazy. Okay, yeah, breathwork, fantastic. So flesh that out. How are you going to do that? Is it going to be YouTube? Is it going to be maybe an app that you use okay are you going to do it every night before bed are you going to do it in your lunch break there's some brilliant ones out there now that you can use on your commute right Breathwork work routine every morning Woo! i'll have to start actively doing them now again <laughs> i took a little break for a couple of days because i was running so hard i was like i can't even breathe myself let alone breathe with you <laughs> so get up grab a shower put shoes on and get out walking yes love that So there is three behaviors there. So get up. What time are you getting up at? Set an alarm clock. Get up, right? Have your clothes there. Maybe have them laid out the night before. That's another behavior. Grab a shower. Have your towel there, right? Go grab the shower. Third behavior. Get your shoes on and get out walking. That could be four or five behaviors right there alone, right? So depending on what is going on for you, that is amazing. So then at the end of each day, you can say, I did all my behaviors. Okay. One large glass of water first thing in the morning. Yes. Fantastic. Is it going to be sitting there next to you? Are you going to go down and get it straight away before you even get dressed? What way are you going to do that? I want you really laying it out. Sit at the table and eat your meal. Yes. And that's a lovely one to do that. I think society is kind of fallen away from, but it's a lovely one as well. If you want to get into mindful eating, practice Reiki again. Yes. So that's a lovely one. So Add some more detail into it. How are you going to go back and do a course? Are you maybe going to start up a a business to do it right? Um, Hot water and lemon. Beautiful. Are you going to have it every morning? Are you going to have it throughout the day? Meditation one evening a week. Tidy space, tidy mind, beautiful. Yoga again, healthy meal plans. Fantastic guys. These are fantastic behaviours and flesh them out more. Get your eight to ten in and write them down somewhere. Okay. What I want you to do when you're doing your check in with Matt the next time, right, or even in your Facebook group, whatever you use, I want you writing down. What does your idea look like? Maybe a couple of bullet points, right? And then what are your eight to ten behaviors? OK, so phoneless walk 7.30 am for 20 minutes. Beautiful and such detail, fantastic and achievable. Love it. OK, so now the next question I'm going to ask you if you did get to that ideal identity, Right. Let's imagine it's six months time, it's a year, however long. Right. And you are now that ideal identity, who would be most proud of your identity? Right. So this is a ranking scale. So you're going to put in who you think would be first most proud all the way down to least proud, if you get me. So figure that out. Who would be most proud if you got that ideal identity?
1: I always love doing this one because it
0: becomes like a little race, You're like, oh, who's going to get to the top? So let's see. Oh, here we go. All right. So parents is coming in first, then friends, siblings, fourth would be me and last is partner. OK. Oh, look, there's a shift coming now. Oh, that race is coming. Fantastic. Right. There's a big shift here. So. I'm sorry now, but I did a little bit of a trick question on you, which is a little bit mean of me. Right? So you should be most proud. Okay. If it's congruently you, you should be most proud. If you said anybody else above yourself, I would just question again as to why, why would they be more proud over you? Okay. Just sit with that. It's not a critique. It's just maybe something to think about. Maybe you incorporating their values above your own. Okay. A little bit of a trick question. Apologies for that. It was a little bit sneaky, right? So I'm going to ask you, how many of you feel deflated if you get on the weighing scales and it does not show either a loss, if you're going for a loss or a gain? This could be the same way if maybe you're going for a run and you're aiming for a, an optimal time, right? If you do not get that optimal time, do you feel deflated? Okay. So somebody has said sometimes, okay. Another sometimes? Okay, so we realistically cannot control the number. Okay, there's so many factors at play. There can be stress, hormones, muscle soreness, your sleep, right? They all influence upon the actual number and skills. We rarely actually have any control over them a hundred percent. Okay. If you value when you depending on your goal, let's imagine your goal is to lose weight. If you place your value on losing weight, You are also subconsciously placing a value on when you gain weight. Okay, so if you're like losing two pounds and you're like, yes, delighted, right? You inadvertently, when you gain two pounds, are going to be deflated. Okay, so I'm going to be showing you a way to measure your progress that takes the focus off the skills. Now, you may still need to use the skills. Maybe Matt will ask for that um, information, right? Because he may need that to do his side of the job, right? So I'm gonna show you a way to take your focus off it. Right, so here is the cycle of placing your value on the scales. Okay, so where we start in the cycle is positive or negative lifestyle behaviors. So let's imagine you've had negative lifestyle behaviors. The perfect example is Christmas, right? Most people go mad at Christmas and then maybe January you're going, (gasps) need to step on the scales, oh no, right? Oh, I wonder what the damage is, right? Or you could be living really positively and engaging all those really positive behaviors, right? Then what happens is you get a little bit curious and you start thinking, oh, I might have lost weight. My jeans are feeling a little bit loose, right? I might need to maybe check up on this, right? What happens then is we set weight expectations. For example, I think I've lost weight, or you could go even deeper in detail of, I think i've lost a kg i think i've lost half a kg i think i've lost seven kg right so we set a weight expectation then what happens next is you weigh yourself okay now depending on the outcome of that let's imagine you want to lose weight and you lose weight you then get an emotional high okay as a result of that you think fantastic job done right but all that happens is you go right back up to the start because realistically, you cannot maintain a weight loss consistently consistently every single week. It's not doable, okay? There's going to be some week that's going to throw you off. But let's imagine you weigh yourself and it's not what you wanted, right? You're going to get an emotional low, which then is going to cause you to need some coping mechanisms, right? So that's where your coping mechanisms can kick in. So that's maybe when you do your journaling, maybe you do your mindfulness, maybe use your support network around you. Right. Or if you don't have those coping mechanisms that match the intensity of how you're feeling, you could also say, oh, fuck it all. Right. Fed off of this. I'm trying my very best. And this this is the result. That's so unfair. I have been trying my best. Not fair. Right. And what happens is it's just going to dishearten you. It's going to throw you off actually long term being invested in this. OK, so what I want you to do instead is I want you to imagine that you are rating your success based upon those eight to ten behaviours that you've laid out. So if you are doing your check ins on your Facebook group or whatever it is, maybe you're doing your wins with Matt, right, that you say, hey, Matt, um, so this week I did Seven out of eight of my behaviours, right? Successful a week, right? And Matt's going, fantastic, that is success. Because what happens is when you focus on the behaviour and every week you consistently do those behaviours and you place your value upon getting them done and you consistently do them, the results that you want will come, okay? So it's about focusing on the behaviour as opposed to the number on the scales, which can be quite volatile and not follow what you want. But consistently doing behaviour, gives you back a sense of control and a long term projection. OK, so guys, that is the coming towards the end. So What I'm going to do is the next slide is going to ask you if you have any questions. OK, now, if you do have any questions, you can pop them into the chat if you want. If you'd like them to be anonymous, you can also pop them into Menti. OK, I'm going to quick look at the chat here now. Um, So Matt, I'm glad that you were enjoying that and that your biggest takeaway was the booty call. (laughs) Um, Alison, I was thinking of the walk of shame, yeah. I think we all have done that at some point, haven't we? So I think you can all relate to the booty call. Okay, so I don't think there's much questions coming in there, but what I will do is, Matt was saying about my um, Instagram page, that is my Instagram handle, if any of you do want to come along and do some mindful breaths with me in the morning um, and just take a 10 second break for yourself because life can be so busy okay so if you want to check in with me and take a breath anything at all okay so anybody does have any questions if they want to unmute or anything like that you can of course ask a question
1: may i just jump in on that one of course you can so just kind of looking at some, some takeaways, because again, I think it looks like the team got so much from this and um, to continue this work. And in terms of sort of journaling prompts and kind of come back and sort of doing the work, what mm-hmm. um, do you have a couple that you tend to, that you feel just kind of really, really helps with this sort of progress chain when you picture like your past again, your present, and then your ideally, like what's some maybe journal prompts that you can come back to each <coughs> each morning that can, as you go, that keeps you accountable and allows a little bit of progress.
0: Yeah, so good ones would be kind of like to look at your experiences. So what experiences have impacted upon my identity, right? And journal upon one of them at a time. Don't try to do all at once. Um, Another one could be that 80 or 80 year old self. That's gonna help you to actually identify what is glaringly standing or two that you are proud of, but also what you're not proud of because I think sometimes with journaling, people get caught up in the negative and reflecting upon trying to figure out what's bad, right? But reflecting on what's positive is so powerful. If you're having a day where you think, I have really stepped into my behaviors today around my ideal, if you're having one of those days, definitely journal, okay? Because by journaling upon those days, you can find out what got you there, what helped you to stay in that space, because by gaining that self-awareness, you can repeat it okay so always do journal upon when you're having a good day as well or when you're proud of yourself or when you've had a win okay that aligns with your ideal behavior in the future or your ideal identity
1: i think it's just about setting the right intention like for example you use my fitness Pal to remain accountable and create a calorie deficit and then you lose a couple of pounds and then you're like oh i've hit my weight and then you stop using my fitness are like your new intention is a little bit of accountability. And I've done that in the past with journaling, like, oh, I need to fix this. I need to solve this. I'll journal that works, that helps. And then I stopped journaling in the past. and like, uh, and then I'm like, oh, I need to fix this. And it's like, journaling know, it your problem. But journaling also maintains your problems. So it's about setting the right intentions.
0: Exactly. And perhaps if you find that journaling is something that helps you, that you add it into your behaviors and you set a frequency on it. So perhaps maybe I know a good journal is if you don't do journaling, a good one to start is one called the six minute journal and it's a good way to get you into journaling only takes six minutes a day. It's a good one. And that could be you could do that one every day. If you like to go really in depth, then you could maybe get those prompts. You can literally Google journaling prompts and you can find blogs, you can find everything if you find that just doing a kind of free. There's another lovely technique called the, the hot pen technique, which is if you're sitting there and you're kind of going, I don't know what to journal. There's there's nothing coming to me, right? Set a timer on your phone for 20 minutes, half an hour, right? Whatever you desire, probably not any more than half an hour. It'd be a bit too long, right? Just start writing. Even if you start writing, I don't know what I am writing here today. I have no clue what to say, right? Keep, keep going. Because eventually what will happen is you will tap into your subconscious and things will just start to flow. The rule it is, you do not take your pen off the paper. So if at any point you're going to go, I don't know what to write next, you just write, I do not know what to write next. You keep, keep going until that timer is up, okay? It's a good one to kind of break through the subconscious, especially if you're feeling a little bit off you know those days where we're feeling a little bit off and we don't quite know what's wrong fantastic to do around those days to help you identify what's actually going on
1: amazing yeah i have one more for someone who i know couldn't make it and when someone has a value of strength for example and like self-development um mm-hmm. sometimes asking for help can feel like a weakness and it feels quite counterintuitive to, to one of their strengths so how mm-hmm. if have you like what do you do in that situation if someone's like oh yeah like um family and friends are something which is really really important to me so much so that every time I go out with family and friends I don't want to be the one that's not drinking but I also want to improve my health and fitness so it's kind of like a double-edged sword it can be right
0: it is and there's kind of two things in there so if your value is family and friends and the activity is just the thing that's helping you to do that by doing behavioral experiments it can take you away from it and you're still fulfilling your need so for example everybody's going to the pub and you're thinking well if I want to hang out with my friends and family I have to go to the pub if I want to get to my health and fitness I have to call off my friends and family right and that's a big dilemma that some people think I'm going to lose all of my friends right not at all be honest communicate with them say hey listen i really want to focus on my health right now this is my why right so you're being honest you're making the connection with them this is my why i wanted to do this now drinking doesn't really align with mine right now i'm totally happy for you to do that if it brings you joy please do it please continue it's just not bringing me joy right now but i still want to hang out with you so here's what i'm thinking right how would you feel about maybe like going to an adventure center or do you want to go to cinema or do you want to grab a coffee right give alternatives, try alternatives, because you could come to your friend and say this and they might go, actually, do you know what? I'm kind of over drinking too. I I would actually love to go for a walk or, oh, my God, I've been looking at that jump zone trampoline place for months. Let's go do that. Nobody would do it with me. Right. So some things when you bring forward, just communicate with them honestly, respectfully. Right. So many times people will go, I totally I I love you. I want you to reach your goals. I would love to help you along with this. Right. So, we make a judgment based upon uh, an idea, a belief that we have in our head. We never challenge it. Challenge them, give alternatives, do behavioral experiments because you will be surprised what actually comes out of them. There was a first part to that question, and I've forgotten it now.
1: <laughs> um, asking if you value strength, um, ask yes. for help as a sign of weakness.
0: Yes. So asking for help, if you feel it's a strength of weakness, it's generally because you have a trait of perfectionism as well, right? So you believe that you should be able to do everything yourself. The reality is you're just going to have to bite the bullet. But generally what I do with clients who really, it's, it's ironic if they come to me because they're they struggle yeah. to ask for help. But what we do is we do a scale, right? A scale of what would be the easiest thing to ask for help with? What would be the like not a chance and hell am I asking for help with that? Right, And then you slowly work your way up it. So perhaps it's, hey, Matt, um, I'm wondering what your recommendation for the best weighing scales would be, or, you know, I'm looking for the best um, app to count my steps, right? Things like that. So that's minor. You're kind of more asking for advice than help. Right? And then I often liken it to, if you pulled a muscle in your leg, what would you do? Right? They say, Oh, I probably should ice it and do all this. Right. So you try it yourself first. If it does not work and it feels worse the next morning and it's bruised and it's swollen, what would you do? Um, I'd probably go to the physio or to the doctor. Perfect. Okay. So you're telling me that your mind probably has a bruise or maybe it's a little bit swollen. Where you, you think you can resolve it yourself even though you've tried and it's not worked so what's the alternative here keep going the way you're going or do we maybe get a little bit of help to resolve it now before it your leg falls off right so reaching out for help sometimes is actually you serving yourself right you are paying somebody else to do something for you to provide you with a service right it's not a disservice to yourself you're actually empowering yourself by doing this
1: yeah, I love that. I think a lot of people can take away from that. I think everybody in here is determined. They're hardworking. They're busy. They've got their own responsibilities. They've got a thousand mm-hmm. one things going. And sometimes being like, oh, no. Like, I mean, Yeah, I think that's that's really, really powerful. Um, team, we have, does anyone have any questions? If not, just quickly in the chat box, let me know what was your one biggest takeaway. If it was the booty call. If it was, <laughs> it was, if it was the walk <laughs> team if um, your past self your ideal self whatever it is for yourself just get that in the chat box anyone listening to this back do the exact same comment down below make sure you give jean a follow on social media as well and just let us know what your biggest takeaways there were i'm just going to wrap up on the recording as well